Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are locked on Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Good morning and happy Monday. I'm Teron Davenport here to bring you another edition of Locked On Eagles podcast. You know what we do Monday through Friday, your only podcast, a bite-sized podcast, quick, hard-hitting information for you, analysis. That's what we do. You are listening to the Locked On Eagles podcast. Stop. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Audio Boom, Locked on Eagles podcast. Today, what we have to do is just reflect upon the Eagles' loss yesterday. Another NFC East divisional loss. They are now 0-3 in the division, 4-4 on the year. I tell you what, they are yet to use, lose a game by more than seven points. And this is a team that's, that's you know, it seems like they specialize in, in playing close games but not winning them. What you want to see from this Eagles team is is them be able to to start better and finish as well. In between the start and the finish, they play really well, and that's something that that you know you could hang your hat on. But make no mistake about it, there's no moral victories. A loss is a loss. This is a team that has to learn how to finish football games. Was on breakfast on broad this morning. Afterwards, had an awesome conversation. With Seth Joyner, we talked about some technique and some of the things that he would love to see from the receivers. I tell you what, folks, if you're not following him at Seth Joyner on Twitter, man, you're missing out on a Hall. He's a Hall of Fame player. I don't care what anybody says. That guy, he he knows his stuff. He's still in good shape, too, by the way. It's it's interesting, you know, how he's been able to maintain his uh, physique and and his, uh, you know, everything about being a professional athlete. But anyhow... We talked a lot about the receivers and what they need to do uh, in order to get open. And it's something that I, I wish we could see them throughout the whole practice. I'm watching them in individual period and they're working on getting off the ball and, and fighting, you know, getting hands off of them to get a better release and, and those type of things. But it's just not transferring onto the football field. And it's unfortunate because I think Greg Lewis is, is a very good wide receivers coach, but he just has to find a way to get these guys to transfer what he's showing them onto the field. When you watch them on, on individual periods, you know, you see him, he has like a, a the boxing glove kind of, kind of equipment equipment on and you see him throwing his hands at them and they're going hand to hand combat and it's something that that you know the guys have to be able to to transfer that it's, it's not transferring I don't know if it's, if it's showing in practice but that's you know Seth made a great point when I told him that that's what they're working on I would like to see if that's showing you know when they're in seven on seven when they're in team period because that's the opportunity to really hone your technique at this point the guys really should know the scheme so you could focus on technique unfortunately it's not happening a hundred percent at least in games so that's something to watch out for I personally would like to see the receivers set their routes up better also uh, Nelson Aguilar does a, a pretty good job uh, of not getting jammed at the line but I, I think 
if you watch the touchdown that Roger Lewis Jr. had against uh, Leotis McKelvin, that was the second touchdown for the Giants. I think you could really see the value of setting a route up. What he did, you know, he he was able to get McKelvin to kind of come out of his uh, his assignment, so to speak. You know, he gave him an inside jam. And Seth pointed this out, and I didn't even see this, but Seth Joyner pointed it out. And and uh, going back and watching it, I saw exactly what he was saying. You know, you had the cover, too. You, 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 he was able to get him to, to move inside. You know, and when he moved inside, you know, that part of the field, the outside part of the field became open. But the thing that I really saw on that route was – he gave him at the top of the route, he gave him a nice move to the post, and that, that confused McKelvin. And when he gave that subtle step to the post and then exploded upfield, that, that really hurt the, the Eagles DBs. And that's what set that, that touchdown up. And that's what I'm talking about when I say setting your routes up. You gave that subtle move, boom, you stick to, to the post, and then you explode upfield, and that gets that, that DB to kind of commit to that inside move, and it opened him up. So those are the things that this Eagles receiving core needs to do. Obviously, there's some issues with catching the football. At the same time, I think they did a pretty good job uh, catching the football yesterday. Zach Ertz really stepped up as well. You got to see him finally get involved in the game. He and Carson Wentz seemed to be in sync. Eight for eight, 97 yards. And, uh, you know, he caught every target that came his way. Had some nice catches. You know, he reached up and, and grabbed one uh, off a of play action, and he had an, uh, another nice catch. And I actually have those both on video. If you go to the eagleswire.usatoday.com, there's an article about how they got Zach Ertz involved. You can see those plays. But, I mean, just just looking at the, the, the offense as a whole, there's something that, that really has to be uh, uh, adjusted, and that's that interior pressure. You know, it, it's causing Wentz to, to really uh, lose some of his mechanics. He's not stepping into some of his throws. Uh, really, a lot of times it's because, you know, he has a guy in his face. I mean, as a quarterback, and, and, and Barrett Brooks outlined this pretty well this morning on, on the show, as a quarterback, if you see your center getting bowled over, I don't care who you are, that is going to cause an issue. You can't step towards your target. You don't really uh, want to follow through because now you have to worry about hitting your, your, your hand on the center's helmet if he's just getting driven back to you. Or if he got run over, you got to worry about you know the hit that's about to come and hitting your hand on on the uh, the guy's helmet who's about to demolish you. So those are some things that, that they really have to get together. And uh, defensively, you know, we'll get into that in a second. But I, I tell you what, if you look at this Eagles team, they have four wins. Three of their four wins are, are at home. On the road, they uh, they haven't been doing well. But I tell you what, they're back at home this Sunday. The local product, Exton area, Penn Charter High School graduate, Matt Ryan is coming to town with the Atlanta Falcons, Julio Jones, and, and, and their high-flying offense. Matt Ryan's leading the league in passing this year, so that secondary is going to be challenged. But I tell you what, you guys, you guys need to come out and support your team. Help your team. And trust me, after that last game that they won, the Vikings won, all of the guys that I talked to, they said that, that the fans getting into the game and, and cheering for them gave them that, that added level of, of motivation and, and, and just excitement, energy. 
So here's your opportunity. The Eagles are back in town, and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person. Have your own impact. There's nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house. Wherever you want to sit, whether that's field level 50-yard line, the club seats, upper level, whatever you want. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I could be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices will vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek always finds you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. Best of all, you guys, my loyal listeners, get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you do. Get your rebate by downloading the, the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code L-O-E-A-G-L-E-S. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O-E-A-G-L-E-S today. So before we move over to the defense, one of the things I want to do is just point something out that continues to be a, a disappointment for me personally when I watch this team, and that's... Wendell Smallwood not getting more carries. Wendell Smallwood, and I said this before, I'll say it again. Wendell Smallwood is their best inside runner. He bangs it up in there between the tackles. He's a guy that, that has no wasted movement. He, he'll let that block develop if it has to develop. If the hole is there, he hits it immediately. There's no lateral movement. North and south, he's going to, to get where he has to get. Two carries yesterday, 25 yards. Two carries, 25 yards. First carry, 19 yards. Second carry didn't come till two or three series later, a six-yard gain. Guess where he, he gained those yards? Banging it inside. Give him the football a little bit more. Quickly on the defense, because I know we're running out of time here, I would like to see better communication in the secondary. There were a, a few mishaps there that allowed big plays. Leotis McKelvin, you know, after the game, he talked about the hamstring, and here's my thing. If that hamstring is really bothering you that bad, brother, you got to take yourself out. I admire you being a competitor and a leader, but if you're injured and you can't play to your fullest, you got to take yourself out. That's what he has to do, and I, I know he wants to, to show that he's tough and will fight through the injury, but if that hamstring costs you, on that big play to Victor Cruz, if that hamstring costs you on that touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr., as well as the touchdown to Roger Lewis, brother, you got to come out. You have to come out. So just looking at the communication, like I said, you know, there was a mishap. Uh, you had the, the, the good route by Roger Lewis Jr. Jalen Watkins didn't have the best angle. And, and speaking of angles... That's something that was a major part. Going into this game, I said specifically, you had to have that angle and stay over top of Adele Beckham Jr. First touchdown, 
poor angle by Rodney McLeod. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but in this case, you know, it was a poor angle. You saw what happened. Beckham, I tell you, he's a high-end sports car. Guy caught the ball, destroyed the angle, was able to, to score a 26-yard touchdown. Conversely, if you watch when Nolan Carroll had that solid interception, I don't know how he pulled that ball out, but notice how he was right over top of Beckham when he caught the football. That's what you have to do. Sometimes you have to allow that six, that five or six yard gain in order to stop the 26 to 60 yard gain. And that's what Nolan Carroll did. He got over top of him and he fought for the football. He took it away at the end. Nolan Carroll is quietly uh, having a, a pretty good season, if I may, if I may say. You need to get better play out of your, your, your safeties, you know, in this game, Malcolm Jenkins got tangled up with Sterling Shepard, and Shepard was able to score. It definitely, you know, contributed towards the loss, but at the end of the day, you cannot spot a team 14 points and expect to win the game. That's something that they're continuously doing, and that's why I say that start has to be as good as that middle stretch. The finish has to be even better. Defensively, I think they did finish very well. You had the interception we just talked about from Nolan Carroll, as well as Jordan Hicks. Another one, I'm telling you, Jordan Hicks is playing at an all-pro level. Watching him come up and make plays in the backfield, getting tackles for losses, they were able to get the tip ball, and that's something else I talked about. If these guys can tell that they're not going to get home, break down, put your hands up, try to break the, the pass up at the line of scrimmage. You have the quick passing attack that Eli Manning brought, and that's what you saw. You, you saw that batted pass, and that led to a Jordan Hicks interception, which gave them the ball on the 37-yard line, the Giants 37. They just couldn't punch it in at the end. We're going to get more in detail into that route tomorrow because I think we, we could have a whole show about that route and what happened on there. I wrote a bit, a little bit about that on the Eagles wire. Make sure you check that out. I tell you, next week, you know, you got the Falcons and it just doesn't get any easier because you got the Falcons and then I believe Seattle after that in Seattle. So I tell you, this thing could get out of hand quickly, so it's very important that the Eagles win this game coming up uh, at at Lincoln Financial Field, and uh, they they have to turn it around. They they have to turn it around. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I would like to see Doug Peterson, you know, uh, just call a little bit of a better game, and, and and that's something else we'll talk about as well tomorrow. So we'll look at those two things. End of the day, they came up short. I'm Teron Davenport. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at TDavenport underscore NFL. Folks, you're not going to get this anywhere. The Locked on Eagles podcast. Get get your Eagles news and analysis from a guy that's in the locker room, a guy that the players respect and, and will talk X's and O's with. I appreciate you guys tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. Be sure to check out the daily work on the EaglesWire.USAToday.com as well. Signing off. Have a good evening. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll be back tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.